0: me travel in the light denied that I may see the blessed way. Keep me that I may be holy thine and sing redemption song someday. I will be a soldier brave and true and firmly take a stand as I onward See Jesus hold my hand. If I had crowned Twins have a special if you all wanna be seated.
1: Thought that stills my breath is a heavy weight upon my chest as I lie awake and wonder what the future will hold. Help me to remember that you're in control, you're my courage. Strong enough to win this fight, you are greater than the battle raging in my mind. I will trust you, Lord. I will fear no more. I will lift my eyes, I will lift my cares, lay them in your hands. I'll leave them there when the wind. Even though I'm in the storm, the storm is not in me You're my courage when I worry in the dead of night You're my strength cause I'm not strong enough to win this fight You are greater than the battle raging in my mind I will trust you, Lord, I will fear no more you're my courage when i worry in the dead of night you're my strength because i'm not strong enough to win this fight you are greater than the battle raging in my mind i will trust you lord i will fear no more i will trust you lord i will fear no more
0: Let's all stand as we're gonna go ahead and change over service. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you Open the eyes of my heart, Lord Shining.
2: the Lord this evening. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it. The Lord and all of his blessings on us. Amen. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. I think the twins done a great job. Who yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. wants to follow that? Yeah. Pass that on to somebody. Well, oh, brother Donnie we'll let you sing. How about that? <laughs> well he'll sing the dismissal song yeah, we might have a pentecostal service yeah. people may be jumping the pews trying to get out the door yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. amen, amen. The, good to be in the house of the lord tonight thank the lord for all his blessings On and bring greetings from brother jt padgett and the church we had a real good time amen. sunday appreciate the opportunity to be up there with them and but jt really had a he really when you do it right you know you're gonna do something do it right and he did cut it all you know he was trying to cut a piece of tape with a knife he had already sharpened he sharpened the knife the day before he tried to cut a piece of tape and he cut it all the way the bone and he cut the I think the tendon they had to have to do surgery to put it back together and he hadn't he had his arm just Huge bandaged up it was, and he was in a brace and all. So that uh, it was. Uh, just want to pray that, thank the Lord he come through that, and just pray that Lord to heal it up yes. and it'll be all just be back to normal and everything. So Amen. just appreciate them, and uh, we had a real good time up there, and uh, good to see Jenny with us tonight. huh. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass her, but um, I hear she likes to hear me preach. Yeah. So I mean, there's, a, there's got to be one somewhere, uh, you That's know. Right. But uh, so, well, it's, it, it. I'm, I'm glad you're here. So, and I just pray the Lord bless you, and maybe we'll say something. Lord, give us something that bless everybody. Yeah, Speak but, to each amen. heart and life. Also, I want to want to say, Brother Ryan was up here, and I appreciate Brother Ryan, and uh, I think he's doing a great job. But you missed a brother miss, missed a birthday, brother. Sister Monica had one yesterday, also. But we're not we're not going to say nothing. But happy birthday, anyway. I just I just don't want you to feel like left out. But anyway, we're. Uh, Appreciate the Lord and all of His blessings. Amen. So we get one year, one not one year older, get one year better. better hey, Amen. Right. So I know we've got many needs, brother Dale, and the different ones, and still want to remember Kip, mm-hmm. sister Gwen's yeah. son, and yeah. I, every time just I I have them on my list, and I try to try to remember each one, yeah. and just continue. To, well, you know what? He's he's still with us, so the Lord can yeah. still work. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. not he's not gone yet, so. Yeah don't no matter how dark it looks or how bad it looks we still got faith to believe Amen. that he's still the healer yes. that doesn't that doesn't change God's not worried about circumstances so if you have your bibles tonight we're going to look to Romans chapter three the scriptures we read last Wednesday and uh, Romans chapter three and then we're going to go to first Corinthians chapter 10 and so we're going to read a Few scriptures there, and uh, before we read the scripture tonight, let's just all bow our heads and speak to the author. Heavenly Father and Lord, Lord, we're just so thankful tonight, Lord, to be back in your house, Lord. And Lord, we're just so thankful, Lord, for what you've done for us, Lord, that you've brought us this far, Lord. We didn't, we didn't lead ourselves, Lord. We didn't save ourselves. Lord, but it's just by your mercy and grace, Lord, that we've come this far, Lord. You've brought us, and Lord, you're the one that does the work, Lord. We just have to yield ourselves to it, Lord. And Lord, we're just so thankful, Lord, for that that healing stream, Lord, the flow of Calvary, Lord, that sh- shed blood, Lord. That Lord, not only does it, does it it's it can heal, Lord, but it can it can wash us clean, Lord Jesus, Lord. It keeps us clean, Lord. And what a wonderful thing that we have, Lord. All we've got to do is believe. That's just what you asked us to do. And, Father, Lord, just help our unbelief tonight, Lord, as we look into the Scripture, Lord. Lord, that we should know these things. And Lord, as Paul said, I would not have you be ignorant of these things, Lord, just to stir up our minds in a way of remembrance, to look at these things and remember these things that are in the Scripture. Lord, just anoint our hearts, our minds, Lord, our lips today, Lord, to speak, Lord, and just you just have the have your will and way with each one, Father. For each one that's sick and afflicted, Lord, you've heard the prayer requests. We just pray for Brother Dale and the different ones, Lord, Lord that and and Kip and and all the different ones, Lord. We've we've mentioned here, Lord. There's so many that that have a need, Lord, and I I, I think of Brother Dutch Scott, Lord, sending out the prayer request list and different ones having needs, Lord. You know each one there and. Father, I just pray that you just come on the scene and touch each one. Lord, bless the bride around the world, Lord. Father, touch Brother Luis and Brother Bob, and the, the Lord is the ones that they're yeah. working and laboring there in, in Nicaragua, Lord. Yeah. And Lord, just bless their trip, Lord. We, we've seen it, seen the pictures, Lord, and we know that you're on the scene, Lord, you, that you've been a blessing yeah. to them. And we just pray that you just continue to watch over them. Father, we know that, Lord Jesus, you've brought them into the ark of, of safety, Lord. You, you've carried them all that way, Lord, and we know that you're going to bring them back safe. Lord, they, they, there's no sickness, Lord. There's no no issues that they run into, Lord, but it's just been a, a, a wonderful trip, a smooth trip, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we know that your hand will be upon them until they come back home, Lord, and I know they're getting tired in their bodies, Lord Jesus, after so many days, Lord, just continue to touch them, Lord, and refresh them in their bodies, Lord. Lord, bless you right around the world, we pray. We commit all things to you in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And Romans chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world "...may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference." For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be the just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus." And then we'll turn over to First Corinthians, chapter ten, verse one. It says, "Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did eat all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink." For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Amen. God bless you. You have your seats this evening. And just going to continue on from where we were at last Wednesday and speaking on to know and and not be ignorant of. Here in Romans chapter three, we know that in the and and Paul's picking up here in, in Romans three and, and he begins to talk about the the Jews. And you know he says there's no benefit. They asked what was the benefit of, of the Jews. He said, really the only thing was they received the oracles of God. They received the they received the law, but it didn't do them any any benefit because if they didn't have faith to believe in in what what God had said, the word that was given to them, it didn't benefit them. And then he was as he continues on, he begins to talk about you know there's there's no benefit because even the Gentiles who didn't God didn't even deal with the Gentiles and they were alienated from God and they were cut off and we were under sin because of we didn't have a way back. So we were under sin, but they had given were given the law, but because of the law only brought them to a knowledge, it didn't bring them into a perfect uh relationship with God. It didn't it didn't cover them. So that's the reason he said that when the law was given, he said that the law was given that nobody has a it says unto them that are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Right. Now through the, through the law, you actually realize that you're guilty. Right. You, you, you realize who you, where you're at. And so when you see that you, you've become guilty through that, that when you see, when you see those, then the, you realize that no, no deeds that you can do under the law is ever going to justify you. But when you, don't realize, when you realize that there's nothing that you can do, the only thing that you have is the righteousness of God. So you have to accept the righteousness of God. And through that, you can become perfect before God. And you can come into the right condition before God. But that's the only thing it takes. It takes faith in what God has, what God has done, and not anything that you can do. And so when the, when the scripture talks about the children of Israel, when they began to walk in the journey, they had to have faith in what God said. And that was, the, that was the same problem that they, you know, that they had was when they, when the word was given to them for them to follow it, they did not have faith in what God had said. And it says, and many of them were overthrown. Why? Because they didn't walk by faith. Because they walked by the things that they saw. And he said it's the same thing with us. That we have to have and realize that there's nothing that nothing you're going to do. I, I thank God there's nothing, there's nothing that I can do to take me out. Yep. And there's nothing that I can do to put me in. Right. It's all by God's grace. Right. It's because what God has done for me, I just accept that. You know, uh, you know, many times I've seen people that, you know, they, they go and, you know, the Lord begins to deal with them. And the first thing they do is they, they want to get baptized. You know, they, they want to follow the scriptural process and understand this is what I need to do. And they go get baptized. Well, you know what? That's a good, that's a good outward work. That's something that you do as a, as a showing. But, you know, water doesn't change you. Baptism doesn't change you. And, you know, because we understand that because of the, uh, the nature of a person, when you're, when you're born, you have that fallen nature. Water baptism is not going to clean you. It's, not, it's showing what, that God has begun to do a work in you and you're taking God at his word and you're going to follow God's word because there's something that you have, I see that I need to be baptized. Why? Because that's God's word and I'm going to fulfill God's word. But many times the problem is is when they go to the water and they get baptized and they come up, then they expect that everything's going. No, it is. God has to. There is a the justification doesn't come by water. Justification comes by faith in God's word. When we take God at His Word, then He can justify us. That's what He that's what Paul is saying here. So justification comes by faith, and God cuts off our past sins. God doesn't remember those anymore. And then he says that we are as a outward showing that God is doing a work in us. We go to the water, showing that we're laying the old man down and we're coming back up. But the problem is, is that old man is still there. You're still deal, dealing with the old man. You still got a fight that old thing. And many times people get get discouraged because when they go into the water and they come up, they expect some miraculous miracle to take place. Well, sometimes it does for some people. And other people, you know what? They go down and they come back up and they still got to fight the same spirits. They got to fight the same devils that they did before they went in the water and not realizing that I'm continuing to walk by faith and I'm going to put my faith in God. Well, then guess what? I still got to overcome the same devil That that I saw when I walked down there to the water. You know what? Because you know, it's not like the devil gets slick and he falls off. You're not gonna wash him off. But what does it take? It takes the word. It takes, you know what? I have, because that is part of the word and I continue to walk by that. And then the other part of that is walking and continuing in the word and feeding on the word and meditating on the word and being in the word and believing what God says. And many times it's the same same process that we go through. We read the scripture. There are things we don't understand, but you know what? We hold them before God. We still hold them before God and waiting on him to quicken it to us, for him to reveal it to us, but it's the same process. You just keep going and you keep feeding on it. And what do you have to do? You've got to step away from the things and lay aside all the things that you had before. You can't go to the same places that you went before. You can't be in, you can't see the same things that you saw before. You can't talk to the same people that you talked to before. Why? Because you know, it's just like people when they when they go to, you know, you see people that, that go in, into a, in a rehab situation or whatever. When you go into this place and you're trying to do these things, it's good. But the problem is, is you've got to lay that old thing down. You've got to move on to something else. And it's the same way with God. When you lay down your, the problems and I'm stepping in, I'm walking forward with God. Then you know, I can't go back and talk the same thing I talked before. You know, the thing is, because when I, when I put my faith in Jesus Christ and I say, you know what, I am, I am saved because I have faith in God, then you know what, I should never talk the devil's language. I don't know if God's going to do it. You know what, if God done it one time and if he's ever done it, because you know what, he brought all the people through the Bible. All the people that he's ever brought through, and you know what? If you want to find a fake, if you want to find somebody, then you'll find somebody real somewhere. You, if you can find a counterfeit, then there's got to be a genuine somewhere. And every time, the devil appoints you to somebody that falls and fails and is a little, you know, a slicker or whatever else. But you know what? You'll always find somebody that is true to the Word. You will find a true, genuine Christian. And you'll find somebody so you can look at it and say, well, this person was this way and you can't. No, you got to get your eyes because if you want to see what God, God just didn't come and write a book, but he come and he manifested himself in a people. You know, because anytime you want to find, you can find somebody that's true to God's word. That's a true Christian. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have faults and failures. They don't have problems. But you know what? You'll see somebody that knows how to overcome. Somebody knows how to handle their problems. Why? Because, you know, it's because if somebody's come through and you're a real true Christian, then the thing is, is God begins to work through you and then as, as Brother Wade's been preaching on, you come through faith and then you got to have virtue and knowledge. Why? Because those virtues are being built into you and then you begin to display them not, not just to have them and say, well, look what I've got. No, you display them to other people to be edifying to the body. God doesn't do just anything just to be doing it, but it's all for the body. Amen. Amen. one of the things I, that's one of the things I was preaching on at Brother JT's is you know it, is the body as the, the body has a ministry. Amen. we all have a ministry yeah. we all have a part to play and you know raise like, well you know I don't have somebody else well God didn't call me to be somebody else. Amen. God didn't call me to be in the same spot as somebody else. he called me to be in my spot and the problem is is I got to be faithful to what God called me to be. I can't I can't be somebody else and you can't be me. Thank the Lord that you don't have to be me. But you know what? God only called us to who we are supposed to be. And, I, and that's all God wants us to be, is Amen. faithful to the calling that we have. And so then we the part of that calling is to show people Jesus Christ. Amen. And So when, we're, when, when you're walking, then you can find somebody that's genuine and God will give you somebody. Somebody will put somebody somewhere along your path that'll speak to you that you'll see Jesus Christ in them. Amen. You know, sometimes it's not just the preacher. But, you know, thank God we've had, we've had godly parents. We've had, we've had Holy Ghost-filled holy Ghost parents that were able to raise us that so we know who, we know what what the life of christ is we know what the love of god is why because we were we were that was manifested to us they were showed us the life of christ to raise us up and then sometimes people didn't come from backgrounds like that but you know there's all, I've never met anybody that didn't have a that's not had a christian journey somewhere in their life that somebody god didn't put somebody across their path to speak to them it wasn't always a preacher it wasn't always a deacon. I think about Brother Biscoe one time, and he was talking about that his dad was watching this woman. And she was, uh, you know, just, uh, just a housewife, out washing clothes and doing different things. But he said he kept watching that woman's life. And Brother Biscoe said his dad watched that woman's life so much, he said, because just by her life was her testimony. He said there was something about that woman that was something different about her. And he said, you know what? It began to create a thirst in him. It created a desire in him. Until he got to the place, he had to go talk to that woman to find out, what is it that makes you different? And he said, that's how his dad got saved was because he saw, it wasn't just, just you know, just anybody, but it was something about this one. Why? Because God was there. Because she was a Christian, the love of God was being manifested. The life of Christ was being manifested. And when you see how those things began to be brought out, then that's the same thing with you and I. It's It should be us. When, as the song says, you know, Uh, I I love this song and it says when they looked they beheld him when I spoke they could hear him when I walked my every footstep brought them all to Calvary if if our if our life doesn't match that if if people can't see Jesus Christ then you know what we need we need to get in the altar because that's our goal in life, not to how much money we can make or, or all these type things, but can the world see Jesus Christ in us? Right. Can the world see who, who Christ is, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? But, you know, when, when you begin to walk in this journey, you know, God's going to bring you somebody and you're going to continue to walk. Well, then you know what? You don't look at all the, the peripheral things you lay all that aside, and you put your faith and trust in God, and God begins to walk with you, and he begins to deal with you. And, you know, and it doesn't matter because he is the one that's overcome. It says he overcome the world. Everything in the world he's overcome. And so when, when he begins to lead us and guide us, then you know what? We have the same opportunity to overcome everything. We don't have to hold on to the past. We don't have to hold on to things that hold us back. But we can move on. Because you know what? God is a God of deliverance. God is a God of miracles. Because the Bible is full of miracles. And you know what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's ever done a miracle, then you know what? He's still the same. And if anybody has ever been saved, if anybody has ever been delivered, in any time and point in history, if you meet the same conditions, then he's obligated to do the same thing. Because Brother Brown says he's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. God respects faith. And that's what causes God to move, is Faith. But see, when the children of Israel, when they began to walk, they began to look at all the things that were all around them. When the children of Israel, went, when God sent Moses down there, sent, sent a prophet with a message who was vindicated to bring them out. Everything that they had needed was given to them. But the problem is, is they, they didn't walk by faith. They began to walk, and then all of a sudden, they had all the issues that they saw all around them, but they didn't see that God was there leading them that God spoke to them. And when you, when you began to see how we were speaking last time, when, when they, the children of Israel began to see all the things that they had went through, God delivered them all the way. They fed them, they clothed them, all the miracles that took place. When the greatest, the greatest empire, when the greatest nation in all the world was tore up and, and destroyed and collapsed in front of their eyes, when they had seen all those miracles, And then when they came out and they complained and God parted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry land, all the way that they had led, all the miracles that took place, and they stood there and couldn't believe that God, well, I don't know if God can do this or not. He brought them all this way and he kept showing them that he's the God of miracles, that he was going to lead them. And every time there was a problem, you know what? He, He overlooked their unbelief and he brought them forward. Until they came to Kadesh Barnea after he brought them all of that way until they came to the judgment seat, the judgment seat of God, and then he couldn't overlook their their sin anymore. They had to believe, and it come to the place they had to agree with the word, and they had to take it by faith. And many times it comes to the same thing. You and I, we've got to come to a place that we've got to sell out to, to this word, and there's nothing else in this world. We've got to lay everything else aside, lay every weight and every sin aside and sell out to nothing but this word. And have our complete confidence in God and his word that he's going to lead us through. But we have to believe what God said. He said he, he said he, God honors believers. And even, even when people don't know which way to go. And sometimes, sometimes we take the wrong road. Sometimes we do do the wrong thing because you know what? Sometimes we're ignorant. How many times have we done things and it's like, well, I thought this was right. right. And we're just doing the best we can. As brother Brown talked about those, those people going out, they went to totem poles and witches and everything else. And God honored their faith. Why? Because they followed what they, th- that's all they knew. And they walked in and God honored their faith. Well, you know, sometimes we, we believe things that were wrong. You know, some of us, some of us believed in the Trinity and different things. There's a lot of things that, that we didn't, that we didn't agree with, you know, didn't see, but you know what? It was God's grace that kept leading us. And there would come a time in our life that he began to deal with us and show us what the truth was. And then he began to show, oh, I can see that. Well, you know what, that that makes sense. And then all of a sudden when it begins to open up, then, you know, I can walk in that. And, you know, when it it begins to open, the word begins to open up, it's like, hey, I can rejoice in that because I can see that. That makes sense. And then there's more to go. And then all of a sudden the more you go and the more you feed, then there's more to open up. And sometimes, sometimes you, the word will begin to open up to you. One little thing will open up. And then sometimes the Lord don't speak to you for a while. Why? Because he's going to see what you're going to do. You know, many times as I, I was speaking, you know, when, when different things happen and, and we see why things d- go certain ways and we don't understand it. You know, just like Elijah sitting there at the brook Cherith, you know, when, when all the famine and all the things was going on, God had a place for his prophet to go to. And it's, it's interesting when you read that story, the widow woman's down there going and starving to death, just trying to make it with what little bit she's got. And, you know, when, she, when she's in there and there's no rain in the land, and you can see all the death and destruction all around there, there's no rain, there's no nothing. everything's drying up, there's death all around all the things that she was uh, she saw. And you know what, it began to weigh on her that you know what, that's what that was her path. That's exactly the way she that was inevitable for her. She was going to die also. She didn't have any she didn't have any water. Everything was drying up. And it was and she's sitting there every single day looking in that mill barrel and it's just her and her son. But you know what? The prophet was off somewhere by a, a creek, by the brook, and he's, he's eating and drinking and, and having, a, having a great time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the, Lord, the Lord's supernaturally feeding him. He's, he's got water, and he's enjoying himself. And sometimes in our lives, we, we wonder why. And sometimes, you know, it's just, we're like the widow woman, or sometimes we're like Elijah. You know, there's times that God brings us into places, and it's like we're just there. And sometimes we we begin to see the situation that we're in, and not realizing God's got us in a place that He wants to feed you, He wants to water you, He wants to comfort you, He wants to rest you. But sometimes we get we get anxious in those places. Why? We don't see the Lord moving. We don't. But you know what? Sometimes the Lord has to open our eyes and realize, hey, God's. Because, you know, there's been times in my life when when things have happened and and people, you know, you wonder what's going on and and how things are going. It's like, well, sometimes this may be the brook Cherith. We're just sitting here waiting on God. So I'm just going to look and I'm not, because I'm not going to get anxious about it. Because sometimes, and, and you look back over your life, and sometimes when, when, you, when you go through situations in your life and, and things, and, and it looks bad, and, and you get worked up about it. And you know what? And realize God's on the scene, and God's working, but you don't see that. But, you're, but you'll get worked up, and you'll be anxious, and, and you'll get nervous, and you'll worry about things. And you know what? Not realizing later when you look back, you know, God had it all under control but we didn't have faith in God to realize that we were sitting in the place that God wanted us to be. But you know, there was that widow woman sitting down there the whole time and God knew what, what she was going through. God knew what she was facing, that she was down there in the midst of all of that death and destruction and what she was facing. But you know, when it came to the appointed time, he sent the prophet to her and he gave her a word. And not only did he just speak the word to her, but he gave her something to do. Right. So when he, when he spoke to the, the, the widow woman, you know, then he came down there and said, give me a drink. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't a problem to give him a drink. The problem was she had a little bit of a problem when she was going to have to get in that mill barrel and give him a little bit of uh, some bread. Right. It's like, listen, I, you know, we're, we're running out down here. I don't know if you know, we're in a famine. But, you know, in the midst of that, God, God, through the prophet, told her, said, listen, just make me a little one first. He didn't want all of it. He just wanted her to have faith and, uh, and work. And, and so move forward in that. Brother Bram said, you got to do something for God to honor. And so when you do something, what she does, she made that cake and she gave it to him. Then what, it, then what Elijah Teller said, listen, it's never going to run out. In the midst of all of this drought and all of this, it's never going to run out. You're never, going to, you're never going to go dry. You're always going to have it. Just by following what God wants you to do. And it's the same way with you and I. You know, if we put our faith and our confidence in God, you know, we always go and God always has something for us. Not to worry and, and fret and, and, and all these things, but just put our trust in God. And then all of a sudden, when he come to that place that she gave, then you know what? She always had, just by her little portion, right. Right. had faith to give. Yep. Right. So when we have that, when God calls us into those places and into whatever situation is, if we can just put our trust in God and do what God wants us to do. How how small or how how looming or large it seems sometimes, but you know what? If you just honor God with what God has asked of you, and you know, I was thinking about where Brother Brown was talking about the children, the uh, overseas, and you know, he was talking about the all those people coming, and you know, they had a desire to see and hear just one word from God. And all, and all those storms, you know, the storms and different things like that. And he was talking about, you know, as the story I was telling last, last week, you know, here they are in those, in those storms and, uh, and the heat and all that kind of stuff. And he said they just wanted to hear one word from God. And they went through all of that to go stand there spent spend all day standing in the hot sun or braving rainstorms or whatever it is, just to stand there just for Brother Brownham to come and say and just speak one word from God. Piled up, just stacked up the sick people, and everything. Why? Because they just knew that if he had just come, then they were expecting something from God. Exactly. And it's the same. It's the same thing, you know. You know, no matter how bad the storm gets, no matter how the problems get, whatever it may be that we come through in our lives, if we can just, if we can just continue to do just like they done, because you know it. Like Brother Wade's always said, you know, you see people when, when they have problems hit their lives and they have s- troubles and, and different trials and different things like that, the first thing they do is they like, look, church. When, when, the, when those things happen, no, when the, when the problems get to the point where you get, it feels like you can't make it and they become unbearable, that's the time you need to be in church. You don't need to be away from church, you need to be in church. How many many times have you been and and just from your own personal experience i know for me but how many times have you been where you you either you're so sick that you, you that you just don't feel you just don't feel like you can make it through the door or you, are, you whatever the problem you got so many problems that that you're burdened with something or you know you're just frustrated whatever it is that you're facing and you're and you come to the house of god and you're just you're just so torn down with everything all this is upon you and when you come in the house of god the first thing that whatever is said sometimes it's the song that are sung when they begin to sing the songs of zion all of a sudden something changes inside of you and it begins to speak to you and to speak to your situation and you realize, you know what? you've been blessed just to be in the house of god just walk through the door and sing the songs and the word ain't even pre- preached you ain't even heard the word but something begins, why? Because you're in the atmosphere. And it's soon. because when you begin to worship God and you get into that atmosphere, then God can come and speak to you. But the problem is, is you get in the wrong atmosphere and you get weighted down, then you can't, God can't deal with you. But all of a sudden you get in the house of God and all of a sudden the songs begin to sing and you can, you can be mad, you can be sad, whatever it may be, but you get into the presence of God and he, but you begin to sing... Then all of a sudden, something begins to change inside of you. And, and sometimes you may, you may not even make it through the song service. I know, I, I know I, I've led singing before. And it's like the first song, the second song, the third song. And I mean, it's just like you're fighting a battle the whole time. It's like trying to push a great weight up a hill. And it's like, well, you know what? I could just quit. But you know what? It's that you just continue to press. And you continue to press and all of a sudden as you keep on just worshiping the Lord and you keep going. Because sometimes sometimes it's, uh, you know, for those that have ever led singing, sometimes it's a wonderful experience. I mean, the presence of the Lord drops down and it's like you could sing all night long. It's just wonderful. And other times you're fighting a battle up here. And you're just really, it's just like a, but you know, sometimes all of a sudden you just keep pressing, pressing, pressing and all of a sudden you break through and all of a sudden you realize that whatever, whatever was holding the spirit back in the service, whatever it was, it breaks. And all of a sudden, then the presence of the Lord begins to move in the, in the church. Why? Because you know what, as, as the old saying, there is a blessing in pressing because if you begin to press your way in because you have to press your way into the kingdom of God if you begin to press then all of a sudden you're going to get a blessing because all of a sudden you're going to overcome that you just keep pressing you keep pressing you get into that it's the same way sometimes the same way we're preaching sometimes when you start out it's like you're trying it's, it's, sometimes it's a real struggle it's really hard but you know what? You just keep on because it's not me. I'm not trying to preach. All right, brother, man. It's yielding myself. All right, man. Yes. And if I can just get myself out of the way, then he can preach. Right. Right. And you operate the gift. Right. Because sometimes you know, it, it's not just looking at who's up here. Yeah. Because if if we didn't see if we didn't see a vessel up here, if we just realize it's God speaking. It didn't matter if, if the person was illiterate. It didn't matter who they were. Because, you know, Peter and John were ignorant and unlearned, but you know what? They knew that they had an experience because they had knew they had been with Jesus. They had had an experience in their life that changed who they were. Now, this is um, Hebrews 4 verses 1 and 2 says let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being faith mixed with faith in them that heard it so it takes, because we have to have, just like them, the word was preached, but they did not mix it with faith. When they, What they heard, they did not follow. Yep. Go because God was going to lead them, and all the time God kept proving to them that he was leading them, and yet they did not mix it with faith. Right. Yeah. And it's the same way with you and I. If we want to enter in, then we've got to mix it with faith. Right. And from Jehovah Jireh, says, let me give you a scripture first, see? With what we do, it must be scriptural, got to be scriptural. God won't honor nothing else. God won't honor a lie. You know that. You couldn't attach that to him. He don't honor lies. He only honors his word. But he promised that my word will not return to me void. It'll accomplish that which it was purposed for. And we see the word that's lauded today. No matter how much unbelief rises in the camp, God will honor his word when he find faith in. To honor it by. Right. So when to have faith to believe what God says, then he will honor our faith. But that's what we gotta have. We gotta have believe what God told us. Amen. What God has said. And then we then God will honor that. Amen. All the way through. If we take it and mix it with faith, believe what God has said. It's always been the same way. This is from the Pergamon church age there. He said. He said, with so many dishonoring God, turning him into three gods and changing his gracious name to titles, he said, one would wonder if the signs and wonders that attend such a great name would still be visited among the people and did those those signs were mightily and wonderfully manifested through certainly not in the false vine. He said, men like Martin were greatly used of God and bore them witness both by signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost. The name was still effectual as it always has been and ever will be where the saints honor him through his word and faith. So as long as we have, see, we got to take, the only thing that God's going to honor is his faith. And you have faith in God's word, then he will do what he said he's going to do. But you've got to continue to follow in what he said. And all the, all the things through the scriptures that we look at, it's them taking what God had said. And then when he, when they take it, what God had said, then we see the miracles take place. We see the things that take place. Brother Branham speaking, Later on, he was... Uh, talking about Paul and you know he said it was the people that had faith in what Paul's bought in in the aprons and the things the handkerchiefs that were taken it was their faith in God that it wasn't Paul that was able to do miracles but it was their faith in God through Paul that they could lay in 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 the shadow of Peter it wasn't it wasn't Peter that they had faith in it was God that they saw God in Peter that they could lay in the shadows of them and they took those aprons from the body of Paul and those unclean spirits went out. Why? Because they had faith in God, the, the, the faith that that the God that Paul preached, they had faith in that to believe that they could take that from him and they could, they could have the miracles take place, the, the healings and different things that were taking place that come through that. Why? Because they had faith in God by, by what they had seen. And it wasn't who, you know, because, you know, you, they had to get past who Paul was. You know, it was like, you know, some people go out there, you know, you still got blood on your hands. Some place, somebody had to get past that. Amen. They had to get past the point of what Paul was, you know, when he was Saul, what he done in the past. Amen. When he began to talk about, you know, all the things, I was a blasphemer, but I done it in ignorance all the things that he was talking about, all the things that he had done in his life, I'm the least in the kingdom because I persecuted the church. But you know, he said, but it was God's grace to me that I could be where I'm at today. And when he begins to talk about those things and he, say, and he talks about all the things that have went through, all the, all the murders and all the things that, that had taken place and he said, such were some of you. When he began to talk about, you know, but you, now you're clean, now you're justified. Yeah. Why? Because all those things have been put put away by the washing of the water of the word. All those things have cleaned you. You don't you don't have to hold on to those things anymore. Right. You know, I like he said. You know, he said now he said laying aside all these things. He said I press toward the mark. I've got to lay all these things aside. It. And it's the same way with you and I. We can always you know, there's many people in this world and, and, and they get offended one time in their life or, or whatever, something, something comes up and you know what? they'll never get past that. They hold on to that for the rest of their life. You'll never grow as a Christian holding on, trying to hold grudges and hold on to what took place years ago. You'll never get past that. You gotta lay it all aside. Why? Because, you know, you know as, as Christians, our, our goal is to make sure that everybody makes it. He's like, well, you know what? You just wait. We're going to get to the great white throne, and I'm going to make sure you go to hell. Because you know, I got, the, I got that. Well, guess what? You know what? Right, buddy. Um, I wouldn't back my bank on going to heaven. You may be over there waiting, for somebody standing at the white throne trying to get mercy and grace. cause you know that's not that's not the life of God. Right. Right. That's not the spirit of God. No. Right. Right. To have a, to have it but that's the way some people are. You know you know as brother Branham said, you know our desire is that all make it. Amen. The scripture says that God was willing that none should perish Amen. but that all might come to repentance. Right. Yeah. And so it's always, as Brother Branham said, you know, when, when they, they said, well, Brother Branham, we don't agree with your doctrine, and we don't agree with this, and we're just going to draw you outside of our circle because we don't want you. Well, Brother Branham said, well, don't worry, brother. I love you anyway, and I'm going to draw you back in. Because guess what? You can draw your circle, and I can draw a bigger circle. And if you, you draw me out again, I can just draw a bigger circle. You can't draw me out because there's one thing, there's one thing about it. Brother Brown talking about, you know, there's one, you, you can do something to me, but you know, you can't, whatever you do, the way I react to it is the way I react to it. And you can't control that. So if, if you do something to me and you offend me, then you know what? I can forgive you and love you anyway. And guess what? You can't stop me from doing that. Because you know what? You can you can do whatever and, and but you can't stop what I do. Because that's what that's the way that's the way that God is. That's the way that's the way the word is because you know he's always reaching out and he's going to reach out because you know he's always reaching out until there's there's no until you're cut off but it's not god cutting you off you sent away your day of grace you cut him off when Cain when Cain come before god and god began to speak to Cain he had access god made a way for him and told him which way to go Laid it out perfectly for him. But you know what? It was, it was Cain's decision not to follow God's word. It, so when he decided, hey, I'm not going to do what you say. I'm going to do my own thing. Then you know what? That, that was his choice. God didn't cut him off. And you know what? And if God didn't make a way for Cain to come if he said, listen, he said, if you do as your brother, he said, you'll be accepted. If he didn't, if he didn't believe that and he didn't say, was not honest when he said that, can you imagine? God's a liar. Right. Right. He said, well, you know, God cut, cut, you know, no, it wasn't God cutting Cain off. Cain cut right. himself off. Right. 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 And it's the same way with you and I. He's made the way, and, but you've got to turn it down. Right. Brother Branham said, We fight our way all the way to hell. Right. That's right. Amen. You got to step, he said, You got to step over the blood of Jesus Christ to get to hell. That's a, that's a, that's a powerful statement. I got to fight my way, I got to struggle, and I got to work my way into hell. Yeah. Because why? Because he's made a way and he's standing there and he's trying to reach out to you. But you know what? I'm a, if I'm a, you know, it's not like you just on a slippery slope. Yeah. Bye, not like everybody says, well, you know, God's got you roasting over hell like a on a hot dog, like a little string. Yeah. He just barely got you dangling over hell and you know. You just by this little string and you know, you're just ready to he's ready to throw you in the fire. Where everybody's like, you know, you, you got this big God, and he's got this great big hammer over top of your head, and he's just waiting for you to mess up so he can whack you in the head. He just walks around like this. just. But you know what? As, as Brother Dale always said, you re, if you understand God and you understand who he is, you realize he said he chastens, he corrects with nail-print hands, yeah, right, nail-scarred hands. You know, God is so loving and kind, but he's a just God. But you know what? He has a way for you, but you know, you turn it down. And he all, and so many times we, we have fallen and fell and, and we have come short. But you know what? God is always there to bring us back. He's always there to bring us back and show us the way to come. But you know, you've got to come that way. And this is from the message expectation. He says, now just believe him tonight and he will do the same way for he's no respect of persons. He's respecting faith. He said, God will honor faith. Even your salvation sometimes won't atone for your healing, not the merits of your salvation. You're not healed by that. You're healed by the merit of your faith. He said, I've seen Christians come to the platform, renowned Christians and fail to get healed and see a prostitute walk on the platform, be healed instantly. See, because the Christian had been drugged through in many places and skeptic, kind of believing, wonder if the days of miracles has passed and they'll go off missing it. And a poor old prostitute come to the platform knowing that she's guilty, condemned before God and there give her heart to Christ and be healed instantly and just walk away. So it's on the merit of your faith. Look in the times of Jesus, how the Pharisees and Sadducees, they walked by and doubted and the street women and so forth of that day and so forth and the beggars and things would be healed where many of the others didn't get healed. See, it was on the merits of your faith. So it's just so simple how things and not, why? Because the people that when they walked before Jesus, they didn't worry about what they had done because they realized who they were. They realize who they were because they didn't have their own um, self-evaluation that, that, you know, they were so good because when they realize God is greater than who I am, when they walk before Jesus, you know, and realize, hey, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything. I'm not good enough. But you know what? He's greater than that. He's great so that I can put my confidence in him, not, at, not looking into the things that of, of my life or the things I've done, but realize he's greater than that. Amen. And then when they, when they come by, then he, could, then he can do something for them. Right. That I'm not trying to do it by my, own, by my own merits, but realizing who he is. And this is from the... Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, day, and forever. He's talking about the prayer lines. He says, then, he says, as soon as the Holy Spirit starts to work, as many of you have been in the meetings, well, then it moves to the audience everywhere to where the people are that sick and afflicted, they're healed. He said, by their own personal faith in Christ. Nothing I have in myself to do it. I'm just your brother, that's all. He said, but Christ, their faith in Christ does the healing. And he said, and now each evening, he talks about them passing out the prayer cards. get them out every day fresh. And then sometimes when we get a lot of cards out, we'll have a line, get our ministering brethren to line up lines and pray for the sick, all of them. He said, we take up the cards and just show you that God hears any minister's prayer, anybody's prayer. Don't have to be a minister. You can pray for the sick. God will honor your prayer. See, what is it? It is a faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus. So if you just have faith because whatever he's done, it's a finished work, it's finished. And if you just put faith in what God has already done, what he's already said. Many times when I, as I've said before, when I pray for people, it's a finished work. I thank the Lord, you know, I pray over somebody and say, thank the Lord because it's a finished work. All I'm doing is, is doing what he said, lay hands on people. I'm just fulfilling the scripture, but he's already done the healing. He's already done the delivering. He's already done whatever you have need of, whatever you come for. And, and when you pray for somebody and you, and you agree with somebody, touching anything, it's already done. I'm just agreeing with you. Then if, and if, then if it doesn't take place, then you know what? We need to stop and find out what the problem is. Why is, it, why is it that we've not had the, the deliverance or the healing or whatever it is that takes place? Why? Because there's something wrong in the body. There's something wrong that if we don't ha- if, we, if, we, if somebody comes up here and doesn't get healed, then what is it? Then there's something, there's some kind of problem. Then it should ha- we should be in desperation. As Brother Branham said, Here's uh first John chapter two and it says, But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to work even as he walked. Now, Brother Brown, speaking in in the uh message of perfect faith. he begins to talk. He said, when when Satan tempts us, we are to resist him in a perfect faith in a perfect word like Jesus did. He said, the word of God is perfect. We're to have perfect faith in this perfect word and resist Satan. And he continues. He said, by his faith in his word, it conquers. We can conquer anything, both death, hell, and the grave. We know that God is God, what, that perfect faith in God's perfect word. He conquered everything he came in contact with. God could not, death could not even stand in his presence. Could not, uh, sickness could not stand in his presence. But then he could, continues to drop down. He said, there he was walking, walking in a world with perfect faith because he was the word. He said, and now, he said, if ye abide in me through him, he brought the word to you. Praise the Lord. He brought the word to you. If you abide in me, he said, and my words abide in you, he said, then walk in the same kind of a way. Virtues flowing from you, the rivers of God's fountains of blessings just flowing out of the people. See what I mean? And you're not bluffing it. You're not imagining it. It's actually taking place, and you see it. If you're just imagining, that won't do any good. But if it's really there, it really happened. And it's really amazing when, when you see that, because if we understand. See, if you abide, he said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, he said, then you walk the same kind of walk that he walked. That he had a place. He realized who he was. And he walked in a, in a path of perfect faith, in a realm of perfect faith. And realizing, you know, if, if I'm in him, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not resting on me. I'm not resting on my ideas. I'm not resting on anything I've done. But I realize that if I'm in him and he's in me, then, you know, I, I can walk the same kind of walk. And it's and I, and then old so, oh, well, I, I don't know about that. No, it's true, because that's what he said. He said, if, if you can see that, he said, you walk the same kind of walk, the virtues flowing from you. Why? Because that was, that was Jesus Christ right there in the flesh. The, fl- the, the virtues were coming out. So he had faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience. All of those were in Jesus Christ being, being made manifest. And if it and if you're in Him, then you know what you can have the same thing flowing out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And He said, you know, because if something, if you've got a, if you've got something that's full of water, and you put a crack in or you turn a, a, a hose on or something like it, you don't have to worry about trying. You've never had to pull water out of anything. I I've I've, I've never had to pull water out of anything. All it's doing is there and it's just looking for an avenue to come out. Some of y'all, if you ever worked in maintenance, you'll you'll know this, Brother Boyd will know this. You're working on something and you think you got it all under control and all of a sudden there's a pipe break and the next thing you know, you get baptized standing up. You think, think, I've got this under control, this is going to be all right. Well, somehow it breaks loose and next thing you know, sometimes it ain't always water but you get covered in something. But you know what? You don't ever, ever have to try to coax it out. You don't ever have to wait on it because you know what? As soon as there is an avenue for it to flow, it's coming out. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is in us, then you know what? We don't have to try to coax it out. We don't have to try to pull that. Why? Because it flows out. So that's the way it is. He said, see, the it's a he said, the rivers of God's fountains of blessing just flowing out to the people. Yeah. Now that's that's the kind of life that God has has promised us. That's, the, that's what He promised us. That can be us. Amen. Not just, not, we're just waiting on Brother Dale or Brother Wade. No, every single person, Amen. every believer every born-again believer has the same opportunity to have the virtues flowing out. But it takes, it's the same beginning. It's the same faith that he walked in. To realize if if you are in him and he's in you and you abide in his words, then that's what can take place. See, he said, and you're not bluffing it. You're not imagining it. It actually taking place. Then you actually can't have those things. It's not, it's not just a hope so, maybe so, I think so, you know. Right. No, because it's something that's really, truly happening. Right. Right. Then when, when people see it, then you actually see these things take place. Right. If we, because sometimes when we see those things, it's like, well, I, I, I don't know, no. If you get the first inkling in your mind that that, well, that's, I don't know. If you get a little bit of uncertainty in your mind, then see, that's the problem. Because when you begin to read the scripture and you begin to see those things, and it, it's, it's to you and it's to flow out of you, it's a promise. And the first thing in my, well, you know, I done this and I done that. And, you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden you start dealing in, in the realm. Well, that's one of the things that you've got to overcome. You've got to overcome your reasoning. You've got to overcome your memory. Right. Yeah. All those things. Why? Because those things are contrary to the law of God. They're contrary to the word of God. Right. When he begins, this, you know, because as, as, as Hattie Wright was sitting there, you know, and the different ones, but you know, just like Hattie Wright was sitting there and when Brother Brandon began to speak about those squirrels being, being created and all those things, and God began to speak to him. Why? Because he didn't understand the scripture because he had some kind of issue, you know, because they go, oh, I don't understand. He said, if you say these mountains be moved and not doubt in your heart. And he began to think about, and God began to deal with him on the scripture. And he began to meditate on the scripture, on what the scripture says, and then when the God began to speak to him, and then he said, you know, then you can speak squirrels. He said, you need some squirrels. You need something to eat. Here, how many squirrels do you want? Well, you know, it's like, well, I, I, well, I don't know about this, God. The, you know what? Brother Branham didn't argue with God. He didn't try to, try to reason it out. He was like, okay. And I'm just going to walk forward. I'm just, you know, how many, how many do you need? He said, well, three makes a good mess, right? So he began to speak about, well, there's three. And he said, where are they going to be at? Yep. Then you know what? He didn't, he didn't argue with God. He didn't try to reason it out. He just began to walk in what God was showing him. And he began to say, well, I want one to appear there and appear there and appear there. And then, he, you know, as he began to walk, he just, he just started to walk in that. Right. And the spirit, and he began to, as the Lord began to speak to him and do, deal with him, then he just kept moving forward. And he said, well, this, I want one here because this place, you know, like, you don't see squirrels over here like this. I don't want one it, it to be there. You know, as he began to deal with that, then he, all of a sudden, and then, you know, he had, he shot, what, two of them. Then all of a sudden the Lord said, I thought you said you wanted three. Right. So the Lord brought him back to that. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right. You did, I did say three, yeah. but God gave him those three. But you know what, he didn't, he didn't try to figure out what was taking place. Just like when he was sitting there and he was talking to all those brothers, he said, you know, we don't try to figure out how Abraham got the ram on the mountain when he wanted to slay Isaac when he was right there. He said, all of a sudden, all we know is that he's Jehovah-Jireh. That's all we know. And all of a sudden, when he came to that place that he had faith in God, then he realized the lamb was there, the ram was there for the sacrifice. And when, when Sister Hattie heard those, and Brother Brandon began to speak on that, just simple childlike faith. And when she heard that, he said, that's nothing but the truth. And then she rose up in faith. to, Hey, that's for me. I can see that. Nothing but the truth. And then God honored her faith, some poor illiterate woman. But you know what? God spoke and told the prophet, give her what she had, whatever she desires. Whatever you speak, Sister Hattie, as you sit here, whatever you speak, you can have. It's, it, he, said, he said, if you ask for a million dollars or whatever it is, he said, see if God doesn't come down and do it right now. Yeah, right. But you know it's so amazing? Because of all the things that Sister Hattie could ask for, a million dollars, her sister's healing, all the things that, that she could ask for in this world, yeah. And the only thing that was more precious than anything in this whole wide world, the only thing she wanted was the salvation of her sons. Amen. Right. Amen. Why? Because God knew what she would ask for. And that's he, when he put it before, he knew what she had asked for. And when she said, I want the salvation of my children, then you know what? You can have it in the name of the Lord. It belongs to you because you've asked. What's the same thing? When you come here, what, what have you? He said, whatever you ask, when you desire, whatever you desire, when you pray, he said, believe and you shall have it. Wow. But the question is, is what do you believe? What, what do you have faith to believe? What do you, what do you have need of? What are you, whatever is it that you desire when you come to the house of God? What is it that you have, that you're desiring tonight? What is, what is it that you stand here tonight and say? Well, God is the same that He ever was. Well, if ever, if He's ever done anything in, 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 the, in the Scripture, we've ever seen God do anything, then He's here tonight to do the same thing. Amen. Whether whether it's me or or brother Wade or brother. Dale or Brother Bob or whoever it is, it doesn't really matter who the person is because you're not putting, but we, we can all gather, but we're the representative because we're his hands and his feet here. So we're just standing here in his place, but we're just following what he said. But he's the one that's going to do the work. Whatever you have need of, he's here to meet the need. But all you got to do is have faith in what God said. You can trust him. Hey, do we believe what God said? This is, this is from the message, faith is our victory. He says, he said, you say, John, when he wrote that, well, 15, first, 15, first John, just scroll up there. First John chapter five says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him, that beget loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God? Now, continue on there and and faith is our victory. Brother Bram says, so you say John when he wrote that, he did, not have, he did not have my troubles. He did not have to deal with the folk I have to deal with. He did not have to go through the things that I do. That's right. He may not have to deal with the same folk. He may not have to overcome the same thing, but he never excluded them. For he said this, the faith is the victory that overcomes the world, the whole thing. He said, how is it? It's faith in it. Right above it, when you have the written word of God laying before us and the Holy Spirit here performing and showing the resurrection of Jesus Christ with the divine promises written here, that whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. What do you have to do then? Have faith, not just floating faith, not just a make-believe faith, but a real faith. He continuing on, he says, He says, now faith is a conqueror. Faith is an overcomer. It just isn't a peacemaker, it overcomes. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. What does it do? What is faith? What is the conqueror? Conquer and victory is the same. To conquer, it means to beat down, to override, to handcuff, to throw into prisons. It means that the sin that once ruled you, you rule it now. It means that you have overcome it he said, you've whipped it. You're greater than it is. He said, oh, I feel religious right now. He said, what was first, a sin, a sinner or a savior? He said, a savior. For a savior is more powerful than a sin, which was first the healer or sickness. It couldn't be a healer lest it was over the sickness. It is a healer. It could conquer the sickness. And faith is the victory that overcomes every curse of the devil. Faith is the victory. He said, faith in what? Not faith in your church, not faith in a creed, not faith in some man, but faith in Jesus Christ who made the promise. That's the victory. What is it? It is the victory. Say, my arm's still crippled. My faith is the victory. I still feel sick, but faith is the victory. Oh, it overcomes the world. When you can climb into God by prayer until you've seen the thing conquered under you, there is nothing that can hurt you. You've overcome. You've got 50 miles of elbow room. You're selling free then. Have you ever Elbow room. Why? Because when when you're under that weight and you're under that oppression, then all of a sudden when you realize that you can come into God and all of a sudden you realize you've overcome through him, whether it's moved or not, you've already overcome. Then he said you've got 50 miles of elbow room. Why? Because you can feel all the freeness. Why? Because everything has moved back. Why? Because light has pushed back the darkness. Why? Because you've pushed back the powers of Satan. So all of a sudden you've got room. You've got room where you feel like you can breathe. Why? You've overcome. Why? Because you have faith in him. Because we have faith in him that we've already overcome. Why? Because he's overcome. That he's overcome. And we're standing in him that we're overcomers. We're more than conquerors through him. Brother Brown was talking. Many people talk about having different, you know, oh, I have this problem and I have that problem. But if you have, but if you have faith in what God said, He said, "So what? I still feel sick. Whatever. So what? Yeah. If we're not putting our faith in all these things, if we realize what God has done, and we put our faith in it, so what ever happens, we don't be shaken by those things." And this is from the message "Desperation." I want to read this. He says, I, I believe that the reason, this is 24, quote 24. He said, I believe that the reason we don't have desperation is because it's a lack of love. God, the love of God. I think that the love of God causes desperation. If God is in you, the token inside of you, and you see the conditions of times and people waiting in sin the way they are, it'll throw you into desperation. I believe it will. He said, now the word plainly states, if you want to put this down, Galatians 5, 6 says that faith worketh by love. See, faith worketh by love. And the only way that you can have faith is to have love first because, after all, faith is love's incentive. Incentive, that exactly what faith is. It's an incentive to love. Now, if, now you if you don't have love, you can't have faith, see. He said, how can you have faith And if you... How can you have faith in your wife if you don't love her? That's in Filio. Now, how about an agapo to God? How can it be if you don't love God? He said, if you loved your wife and never tell her about it and never sat down to make love to her, expressed it to her, kiss her, hug her, and tell her she's the best cook in the country, all the things that you know and how pretty she is and how much you love her, if you don't do that, she'll never know it. That's the way. If you do love her, you express it. He said, that's the way we do to God. If we love him, tell him about it. We sit down and we adore him and we worship him. See, love drives us to that. Right. And he's talking about if, if your wife was sick, you know, you'd, it'd throw you into desperation if she had some kind of disease. And he said, that's the same way it, the way it is. We must have love before we can have faith. Amen. And faith, when we have genuine love, what does it do? It pushes our faith out on the battlefront for God. See, genuine, godly love for God and for his word and for his people will push faith out there. Love just takes a hold of faith and says, come on, let's go. And it goes and calls, that's what love does. John 14, 23 says, Jesus said, If a man loves me, he'll keep my words. Yeah. Now you can't keep his words without having faith in what he said. See? So you see, if you if he loves God, then he keeps God's word. If he said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, he believes that. Love makes him believe it because love dominates all. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not love, it's nothing. See, though I have faith to move mountains, and not have love, it's nothing. Love dominates all because God is love, a, love of, a God of love. Now, yes, sir, see, Jesus said, if a man loves me, he will keep my words. So if we have faith in God and to have, have the love of God, to love God, and if we love God, as he said, and have faith. And see, and it should throw us into desperation Lord make, Lord, make us desperate, if that's what it takes. Why? Because if we have the love of God, then we see the world and the condition that things are in. It should put us in a, in a state of desperation. But, if, but many times we've seen people, you know, they just they go along, it's the same old, same old, and they never, it never changes. But, you know, it should throw us into desperation when we see the condition that the world is in. It, 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 should, it should drive us to that. And he said, if you have the love of God in you and you have faith in God's word, he said, then it pushes your faith out onto the battlefront. Right. Then what is it? Wherever, the, wherever the, 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 the attack of the devil is or whatever taking place, it pushes you to have faith and go out there. Right. Why? Well, because God doesn't have cowards. It's going to push you out there. Right. Well, because, you know, if you, if God, if the devil comes in and and you're a son of God and you, and you know your place or you're a daughter of God and you know your place, then you know what? Something's got to be inside of you to raise up, to go against that. Why? because he said, when the devil comes in like a flood, when the enemy comes in, he said, he'll raise up a standard. Well, you know, many times people, they think the problem is, well, we're just going to take a step back. No, God's working through you. He's expecting you. How many times did Brother Branham stand there and, and he was talking about having the prayer line and different people being sick and, and the different things and he was standing there waiting on it. Well, God, what are you going to do? And God told Brother Branham, well, what are you going to do about it? He said, because you've got to have something to do with it because God will honor what you do, what you say. God honors your faith. It's something that you've got to do. Not just wait on God, well, I'm just waiting. on No, you've got to take the, got to move. Right. You've got to take it what, by what he says and claim it, confess it. Mm-hmm. Amen. It'll push you out on the, the battlefront. Right. God doesn't have cowards. No, no. Right. If, we, if we stand there and have needs, and you know what, and if we don't ask God for what we have need of, whatever it is, if we don't claim it and believe that it's going to take place, then you know what, then we're dishonoring God. That's, a, that's a, it's a disrespect to God. Because you know what? If he died on the cross of Calvary, if he took those stripes on his back for your healing, and he, and he died on the cross for our justification, then if we don't walk in exactly all of that, you know what? Because you know what? He, didn't, he didn't, wasn't an Indian giver. When he died and he took those stripes on his back for our healing... And he said, I am the God that healeth all your diseases and all your iniquities are healed. Then you know what? If we carry those diseases with us and have not put it under the blood and claiming our healing and walking in that, then you know what? Then we dishonor what God said. Because, you know, if, if if somebody gives you something and you don't take it, When you, you know, it's just like when somebody needs something and you've got it there before them and you're holding it out to them and saying, listen, this is what you have need of. Yep. Just like when he was talking about the man sitting on the doorstep of the doctor and the doctor trying to help him and giving him medicine and telling him this is what you've got to do to get better and the man dies on the doorstep. Why? Because he's right there and he sees the doctor face to face and he hears what the doctor tells him and he gives him the exact the, the, uh, prescription of what he has to do but he, do, but he fails to do it. And it's the same way. If you have a need, then you know what? If you've not put it, if you've not handed over to God, if you've not claimed what you have need of, if you've not claimed your victory, then tonight is the night to do that. You know, if the devil's jumped on your back and he's, hey, whatever he's done, then you know what? You know what? Just stand up and say, you know, what? I claim, I claim my deliverance. I claim my healing. I claim my blessings in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Whatever it is that you have need of, you just claim it. Why? Because he's made the way. Amen. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to work these things out. I've got... Money problems, or whatever it is, but you know what? When God speaks to your situation, He begins to speak. Then you know what? You claim it, I, Lord. I don't know how you're going to work it out, but you know I know you're going to work it out. Yeah. Now I can just take my hands off of it, but I'm going to give it over to you. I, I, I tell them up, Brother JT's church. You know, you know when I'm going to preach on. I preached on Levi up there. But, you know, I was talking about when, when Levi was little, you know, it didn't matter what it was. You know, he, he, I, he told everybody, Daddy was a fixer. I worked in maintenance, but, you know, I was a fixer. And it didn't matter what it was, I, I, he, I could fix it. You know, he just gave it to him. Here, here Dad. He's like, you know, plastics broke. Somehow I'm supposed to yeah. weld it back together or whatever. You know. He didn't care. He's like, Dad, it's yours. Here. You're gonna work. You got miracles. You can just work them. Well, sometimes you know what? There's no miracles that you can work. You know, it's 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 beyond all hope. Now, it's, now it's time for the garbage can. It's easier. It's like we'll just buy you another one because that one's gone. No, but you know, the thing about God is, there's no there's no such thing as hopeless. There, there's, there's no such thing as uh, no hope. And, and you don't, you know, well, it's God, you know, I know God's a God of miracles. When it, when it gets to the place where it looks impossible, when you don't see a way out, that's when God specializes. That's when God comes on the scene. And that's what he wants you and I to do. Put our faith in him and wait on him to come. And because, you know, like lots of times, just like, the Hebrew, the, the, children of, the Hebrew children, you know, when they went into the fire, yep. you know, they didn't know how they were going to get out or if they were going to get out. But you know what? They had faith in God. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're not going to bow. We're not going to, we're not going to follow that. And if we have to go into fire, we just go into fire. Because our God's more than able to deliver us. We don't know if he don't. But you know what? We've still got a testimony right. that we're not giving up and we're not bowing. and because of their because of their faith in God because of what their testimony was God didn't send somebody he couldn't send an angel or anything he said like, no I got to go down there myself he was in the midst of the fire with them when you when you ever looks impossible you just look for God because he'll be there amen. amen god bless you tonight let us all stand how the musicians come You know the, let's see, <clears throat> got any rivers you think are impossible? Yeah. Right. Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? Right. I don't know where, that uh, should be in the spiral book, I think. God specializes in things thought impossible. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure what, what key that's in, but, but he'll do for you what no power know what anybody else can do but he'll do it but he can yeah, sure. mm-hmm. 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 Got
3: any rivers you think are uncrossable Got any mountains You cannot tunnel through God God specializes specializes in things things thought impossible. Specializes and things stop impossible
0: Crossable. Got any mountains you cannot tunnel through? God specializes in things impossible, and He will do another. Work can do any rivers you think are uncrossable. Got any mountains you cannot? specializes in things impossible. And he will do what other power can do. Any rivers you think are God. uncrossable. uncrossable.
3: Not any mountains, mountains that you cannot
0: tow through specializes in things thought impossible, and he will do what oh, another power can. Possible. Many mountains you cannot tunnel through. Specializes in things are not impossible. And he will do all
2: Lord, That's, a, no that's a, the greatest thing that we can, do, can Lord. do Lord, we have jobs, Lord We have business to tend to, Lord But and Father, any may us be mindful of, of doing the king's business, Lord Jesus Showing the world Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever Lord, we just bless our but brother, Lord And thank you for his life And all that he's done, Lord, for his testimony Lord, I just watch over and keep and we thank you for blessing his family. In the name of Jesus just Christ we pray Amen.
0: This is. things talk
2: impossible.
0: <laughs> impossible and, and he, he will, will do on
3: another what no power power can do. can do.
2: Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Brother Wade You got anything? Okay Amen well God bless you tonight And you know, just Remember each one All the needs and Looking forward to a good time Sunday Be back in the house of the Lord and Remember each one That's sick The ones that were not able to be here tonight and The ones watching in Let me just continue to Thank of all y'all We appreciate all of you And just pray for one for another, and pray for Brother John. As be traveling, Lord, and, and uh, it'll be a blessed trip, brother. Amen. So, Amen. all hearts and minds clear tonight. Amen. Well, God bless you tonight. Let's just all bow our heads and be dismissed in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we can say it was wonderful to be in your house again, Lord, this evening. Lord, that we can just gather around your word, Lord. Father, you said wherever the, the carcass is, Lord, there the eagles will be gathered together. Lord, the prophet said that, Lord, that we can just take faith and be like eagles, Lord, because this, we're the eagles of this age, Lord, To just spread our wings, Lord, and fly in faith, Lord, wherever we have need of, Lord, fly into the highest heights. Lord many times we get so bogged down, Lord, in the realms Lord of the things that are around us and the things we face day to day, Lord but Lord may our faith rise to the place of eagles, Lord that that we walk in the places that you have for us, Lord to see the, all the blessings that you have for us, Lord. Not to live below our privileges, Lord. Lord, not it's not it's not just a selfish thing, Lord Jesus, that, that it's us, Lord, but it's honoring you, Lord, it's manifesting you, Lord. We want we want to take this and and realize, Lord, Lord, our life is is not our own, Lord, but it's to manifest you, it's to glorify you. Lord, it's to adore you, and that's what we want to do, Lord. Lord, to be pleasing in your sight in all that we say and do. Lord, we just pray that you bless each one as they go their separate ways. Lord, bless each one. Lord, just pray that you bless us as we come back. Lord, bless Brother Wade and as he comes to minister the word, Lord, and just give him what we have need of, Lord. And Father, the ones that are sick and the afflicted, Lord, the ones that are not able to be with us, Lord, Lord, we just continue to lift them up before you, Lord, that you will do a work in them, and we believe it because you have said it, and we believe it. And Lord, we just commit all things to you. And Lord, just bless each one. Bless your bride around the world, Lord. We commit all things to you. We just want to say we love you for what you've done for us. And we just can't thank you enough for all your blessings on us. Lord, we commit all things to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. I'm rejoicing night and day as I
0: walk the pilgrim way for the hand of God in all my life.